The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Yes, I am Laura Theodore. I'm so pleased and honored that you're here with me today because I'm going to talk about a topic that I get asked about a lot, and I think it's a very important one. Why a plant-based diet? And people often ask me, Laura, what led you to a vegan way of eating and living? And my personal reasons for embracing a vegan diet are threefold, my compassion for animals, my desire for better health, and my aim to be more environmentally responsible. I've kind of made it my life's mission at this point, and I truly believe that eating animal-free is healthier for us, the planet, and of course, the animals. And that's why I share recipes, plant-based recipes, of course, vegan recipes. I try to make them delicious. They certainly are all easy. And my food philosophies, serving tips, menu plans, anything I can do to make your vegan journey or your journey toward adding more plant-based meals into your weekly menu plan, anything I can do to make it just a little bit easier. Now, of course, with everything happening in the world, many home chefs are now looking to serve at least one plant-based meal each week while adding more vegan recipes into their weekly menu plan overall. So this is the way I look at it. This is what I think, my motto, if plant-based food looks and tastes delicious, everyone will want to try it, don't you think? But let's just get back to what I was talking about a minute ago. Why even consider going veggie in the first place? It's one of the best things we can do to support a more sustainable environment, According to the Center for Biological Diversity, animal agriculture accounts for at least 14.5% and up to 51% of greenhouse gas emissions, 50% of antibiotic use, and 37% of pesticide use. And Veg News has reported in the past it takes 100 to 200 times more water to produce a pound of beef than it does to grow a pound of plant foods. Man, that's a lot of H2O, don't you think? And many people, including myself, I like to be vegan because I feel that I can help to achieve overall better health. But for me, the foremost reason to forego animal foods relates to concern for and the welfare of and overall compassion for animals. So those are the three reasons. Okay, so now I hear you thinking, this all sounds reasonable, and uh, yeah, I'd like to try eating a plant-based diet, but how do I do that? How do I get started? Because when you're thinking about 
moving toward adding more plant-based vegan meals into your weekly menu plan, many people ask me, well, what will I eat if I don't eat meat, if I don't eat milk, if I don't eat cheese or eggs? The truth is, particularly now, there are plenty of meat, egg, and dairy product substitutions widely available in most major supermarkets, and it makes it so much easier to move toward a vegan diet than it did even five uh, or ten years ago. I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before, but when I first decided to become vegan a long, long time ago, there were very few books to read. You had to kind of wing it and make it up yourself, and there weren't meat analogs. There was perhaps soy milk and rice milk, uh, very few plant-based milks to choose from, very hard to get, dairy-free chocolate. Uh, Certainly there was no vegan cheese and no vegan meat. So now, these days, that's something that's very exciting because we can go to the grocery store and we can get vegan egg substitute. We can get, obviously, plant-based milk. There are so many different kinds of plant-based milk and on and on and on. So it makes it really easy to cook your own tasty vegan version of your family's classic recipes because that's really what it is all about. You know, you want to have those tastes that perhaps either you grew up with or that your family likes. So you want to make food that is going to reflect on the types of flavors that your family is, well, is accustomed to, I guess is the best way to say it. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. But then you say to me, okay, so where am I going to buy my food? And as I said earlier, what's cool now is that most all ingredients that you need for preparing really delicious vegan food at home can be found at any well-stocked supermarket these days. Plus, of course, now you have the advantage of being able to order pantry items online. Very, very easy to do. And there are so many more health food stores across the nation. So you can always go there and get some specialty items that you might need. So it's really a wonderful thing to have right at our fingertips so we can prepare these delicious, easy-to-prepare and wholesome vegan meals at home. So I'm excited to share just a few of my top tips for embracing more vegan meals, whether you're adding just one to your menu plan every week, or you're deciding, well, I'm going to do one day a week of vegan eating, or if you've been vegan for 30 years, you you don't want to sacrifice that great taste. You don't want to give up those textures and flavors that you have grown to love or have become accustomed to. So here's just a few little simple tips if you're new to vegan eating, what I like to suggest, and this is what I did, start by serving one non-meat plant-based meal each week for dinner, preparing hearty favorites like veggie chili, vegan lasagna, spaghetti with marinara sauce. Of course, there are a lot of wonderful vegan burgers that you can buy in the supermarket these days, vegan hot dogs, you know, all of these types of things. You can start swapping them out. And I'll take one example. Think about vegan lasagna. You say, oh gosh, man, how can I make my lasagna vegan? Well, if you want to copy your 
recipe like one-to-one, there are now wonderful ground meat substitutes that you can use for your ground meat layer, or if you like to have a ground meat sauce, you can use a vegan variety. There are so many wonderful vegan mozzarella cheese, uh, cheese varieties that you can use, and you can buy those in any supermarket. You can make your own homemade vegan ricotta, which is really, really easy, or some health food stores uh, carry that as well. But if you want to do a homemade vegan ricotta, you've heard me talk about this before, you just take some extra firm regular tofu and you drain it really, really well and squeeze a little bit of the water out with your hands. And then you can add a little bit of tamari, a little bit of olive oil for fat, a little bit of garlic powder, uh, Italian seasoning, uh, mash it all together, and then just use it in substitute for your regular ricotta in your lasagna. Works really, really well. I've been doing that for years and years, and I've never had anybody complain, that's for sure. They always say, oh my gosh, I can't believe this lasagna is vegan. So there you have it. You know, it's kind of much easier than when I started out to make your family favorites vegan and have them taste really close to the original recipe. So that's number one. And then you might say to me, well, what about cakes and cupcakes and muffins and baked goods? The three top things that I have used through the years are mashed bananas, ground flax seeds mixed with water. You can use whipped organic tofu. Uh, to replace eggs. Uh, The other thing that many people like to use is you can use applesauce or apple puree. Uh, These things work very, very well in place of eggs in your recipe. The other thing I like to do for baked goods, and I think this is one of the things that works best of all, is you can make a quick little vegan buttermilk by taking any kind of plant-based milk that you prefer, about a cup to two to three tablespoons of lemon juice. If you want a less lemony taste in your recipe, you're going to use less lemon juice, but you just mix that all together and let it sit for about five to 10 minutes and it will start to clabber and become a vegan buttermilk. Then when you are making your cake or your cupcake or your muffin, you're going to add a little bit of baking soda in addition to your baking powder to the recipe because that baking soda uh, uh, reacts to the acid type of base in the lemon and it will help your recipe to puff up and become lighter. You're actually going to see little bubbles start in your batter when you mix the lemon juice with the vegan buttermilk and you mix it all together. And that's going to help to make your vegan baked good much lighter and and much tastier. So I think that's a great jazzy tip. And if you're working with a muffin recipe in specific that just calls calls for one egg, in many instances, you can just leave that egg out and your muffin recipe will still be perfect. So that's a really, uh, well, that's a really good jazzy tip. What can I say? Now, let's talk about milk. Once again, I said earlier, when I started out, there really were very few vegan milks out and they weren't very good, but now they're widely available in most supermarkets. You can purchase rice milk, soy milk, almond milk, cashew milk, coconut, oat milk, macadamia milk, and all of these 
Plant milk varieties, these dairy-free varieties, are perfect for topping cereals or to substitute for dairy milk in any recipe. They're just fantastic. There's just so many things to choose from. So you don't have to worry about the milk side of things. And then desserts, especially chocolate desserts. It's so easy to get vegan dairy-free dark chocolate chips and dark chocolate these days. If you can't find it in your supermarket, it's very simple to order online. There are many places you can order uh, the vegan dark chocolate chips. Uh, Very simple to find. Just Google it and you will find them. And of course, many supermarkets carrying them now and all health food stores will have your vegan chocolate. And many are now fair trade too, which is a great thing uh, to buy. So that's something else that I suggest. Number five, think about adding more varieties of produce to your plate. I mean, the rainbow of colors and the taste that fruits and vegetables have to offer makes vegan eating exciting and appetizing. I mean, when you look at a plate and it's colorful and it looks beautiful, it it makes you say, oh man, I want to taste that. So if there are some veggies and fruits that you haven't tried before, try adding them to your recipes when you can, when they become available, because it's going to make your journey toward a vegan diet more festive, more flavorful, and certainly more fun. And these days, you can start learning a lot more about plant-based meals by searching the internet or your local bookstore. There are thousands and thousands of vegan recipe ideas, tips, and suggestions on how to make vegan cooking fit your individual tastes and lifestyle. And of course, there's plenty of recipes at jazzyvegetarian.com. We have about 400 free recipes there. So if you would like, after the program today, you can go there and search for some delicious vegan recipes. So, whether you're just starting on the path to adding more plant-based meals into your weekly menu plan, or if you've been a dedicated vegan for many, many years, I hope that today I've helped you to move toward preparing more vegan menus that your entire family will appreciate. And best of all, you're going to be making the world a better place one tasty recipe at a time. All right, so I know you're waiting for it. It's my recipe of the week. Vegan and delicious. My recipe of the week. This is a good one, folks. This is perfect for family meals or a festive get-together with friends, and it's my festive stuffed peppers. Yum, yum, yum. You know, my mom often served stuffed peppers for supper when I was a little girl, and I always looked forward to those meals. When I'd come home from school and I'd say, what's for dinner, Mom? She'd say, I got stuffed peppers going in the oven. I'm like, yay. So this is a vegan version of Mom's specialty, and it highlights quinoa, which of course is wonderful for protein, pecans, spinach, and other fantastic vegan ingredients to create a tasty entree that's perfect to serve for casual family supper or celebratory dinner. The wonderful thing about this, uh, particularly if you're thinking about preparing it for a weeknight meal, is that you can prepare that quinoa a day in advance and just have it there. And when you get home from work or when you get done with your work at home, if you're working at home, you can just add all the other ingredients to it and mix them all together and stuff the peppers. We'll see how easy it is. My festive stuffed peppers. 
You're going to start off with four small sweet bell or green bell peppers, any combination of colors. And this is going to serve four. Of course, if you want to serve eight, you can just double the recipe. Very easy to do. Then two tablespoons plus one teaspoon of extra virgin olive oil divided, three quarters of a teaspoon of salt divided, some freshly ground black pepper to taste, and then two cups of your cooked quinoa. To make this recipe extra flavorful, what I like to do is I cook the quinoa in a little vegetable broth or Regularly, what I do is I put a little bouillon cube in it, a vegan bouillon cube in it, and makes it very, very flavorful. So I recommend that. So you're going to have two cups of your cooked and cooled quinoa, one cup firmly packed chopped baby spinach, half a cup of sliced grape or cherry tomatoes, half a cup of diced pecans, you can also use walnuts, half a cup of minced red onion, one and a half teaspoons Italian seasoning blend, and a quarter teaspoon garlic powder. Now this recipe is vegan, of course. It is also gluten-free, but if you need to make it nut-free, you can omit those diced pecans and just add a few more tomatoes and a little bit more quinoa. Still very, very good. Then you're going to preheat the oven to 375 degrees, line a medium-sized casserole dish with unbleached parchment paper, making certain that the dish is going to hold all the peppers snugly so they remain upright during the baking time. Slice the top about an eighth to a quarter inch from each pepper. Seed the peppers and brush each pepper with one teaspoon of the olive oil over the outside and the inside cavity of each pepper. Sprinkle each pepper with about an eight, eighth of a teaspoon of salt and generous amount of black pepper, if you like black pepper, inside the cavity of each pepper. This will just flavor it up a little bit and make it so the pepper's a little bit more tender while it cooks as well. Then you're going to put your cooked and cooled quinoa, your baby spinach, your grape tomatoes, your pecans, your onion, your Italian seasoning, your garlic powder, and one quarter teaspoon salt into a large bowl and stir until well combined. Add one tablespoon olive oil and stir again to coat and combine. Then just spoon one quarter of the quinoa mixture into each pepper, pressing it firmly into the pepper cavity and mounding it above the top. Arrange the peppers upright in the casserole, cover and bake for 30 minutes. Then you're going to increase the oven temperature to 400 degrees and just continue to bake them covered for 15 minutes and then uncover the peppers and bake them for 15 to 25 minutes more until the top of the stuffing is golden. The peppers are nice and tender and it's really, really good. It's perfect for a holiday supper, by the way, because you can use uh, red and green peppers. It's great for Valentine's Day. Then I like to use all red peppers for that. If you're doing a fall, like a Halloween-themed dinner, you can use the orange peppers. Uh, You get the idea. So that is my absolutely wonderful festive stuffed peppers. And you can find that recipe at jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. And you're just going to look under season nine recipes, show number 910. That's show number 910. You can get the recipe after the program today. Well, this has gone by very quickly for me, and I hope it has for you too. And I'd like to have a little 
upbeat music today, uh, moving us into 2022. And I think it's very appropriate. It's from uh, my CD, Golden Earrings, that I recorded with the great late master guitarist, Joe Beck. It's just fantastic album. It's something that we all need to do a little bit more. Take a little time to smile. Just smile. Take the time to smile. Come on and smile. You gotta smile. You gotta take the time to smile. for being with me here again today. It's always an honor when you listen to my program because I know you have a lot of different podcasts that you can choose from. I do want to let you know that the Laura Theodore podcast will be on hiatus at least until 2024 
while I work on my next book. And we've got so many fantastic things happening here at Jazzy Vegetarian. So I do hope that you will keep up with us on Facebook and social media and watch us on the television show. Visit the website often to get lots of new recipes that we post on the blog, etc., etc. And oh yes, I do invite you to listen to all the wonderful previous episodes that I've hosted here on the Laura Theodore podcast. If you've missed any of them, this is the time to listen. So until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. The Jazzy Vegetarian. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.